Joining us this week on Tiny Shutter, I thought we'd do something special and something that we haven't done in the the grand scheme of uh, the iPhone uh, iPhoneography Tiny Shutter history, and that's bring on an Android expert. <laughs> um, I'm bringing on David and Mel. David and I have uh, talked a lot on uh, my, the the other show that I host, the the Fuji Love podcast. And we talked a great deal about computational photography. And uh, I thought you'd be perfect to bring on to Tiny Shutter to talk about not only what's happening with the brand new iPhone 12s, but to talk about what's happening with the Pixel phones too. Because I think this year in particular, I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because of uh, the being stuck at home. But it's really reinvigorated my love of i um uh smartphone photography yeah um so dave great to have you on man yeah yeah it's good to be on your your personal show i love uh i love doing podcasts with you so it's fun (laughs) (laughs) thanks man (laughs) um so yeah so why don't you let me fix that there um just tell the world real quick uh where they could find you on the web just so they could see some of your previous work Sure. Um, so I do a lot of writing on AndroidAuthority.com. I'm a senior reporter there, and I make lots of YouTube videos for them. I basically run their YouTube channel, uh, do all of the reviews. So I've basically touched every single major smartphone within the last uh, <laughs> six years. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, and my closet is overflowing with with phones. Uh, so. <laughs> I've done a lot of uh, research into computational photography and work with um, people like Mark Lavoie, who heads the Pixel, who headed the Pixel program at Google, um, to kind of like, <clears throat> kind of learn more about how phones are cheating physics in a way to achieve very similar results as DSLRs or mirrorless cameras. Um, so that's kind of my my main field of expertise that I write about a lot is computational photography stuff, but. Obviously, I spent a lot of my time uh, just doing reviews, especially it's review season right now. It kind yeah. of goes from August until mid-November is, is how review season goes. So uh, it's like everything is coming out. Yeah, it's been crazy busy. So I, I do a lot of work over there. And then I also do a lot of personal photography. Um, I haven't updated my website in a really long time. So I just suggest people go to my Instagram, um, which is just my name, David Amell. But uh, I had someone like email me the other day and they were like, I found your website and I love your photos. And I was like, oh, those are from like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're um, still good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so with the new iPhones coming out, um, you know, this year is like a little bit of an incremental update in terms of hardware, but the software is actually fairly significant. Uh, in the changes that are happening there. Now, um, the Google phones, like there's the Pixel 5. Yeah. Uh, I basically used the same sensor ever since like the original Pixel. Yep. They haven't really updated the sensor. There was a slight shift from like 12.2 megapixels to 12 megapixels um, for some reason. Uh, but other than that, it, they haven't really changed. Google added a wide angle camera and they add more software features to the camera every year, but they haven't really changed the hardware. Did they add a telephoto to that? Uh, so they had a telephoto in the Pixel 4, which yeah. didn't make a lot of sense because it was only a 2X telephoto. And it was a, and when the Pixel 3 came out, they announced a software feature called Super Res Zoom which is basically when you zoom in and take an image, it uses machine learning to um, fill in the area and give you the same result as a 12 megapixel photo. So adding a 2X optical telephoto lens like looked really similarly to how just a a super res zoom 2X shot. And everyone freaked out and everyone, and at that point uh, the iPhone had a wide angle camera and everyone was like, why wouldn't you have a wide angle camera? Because that's something you can't get from AI. Now are you um, trying, are you saying the ultra wide or the wide? Um, oh, I, I always call the, the wide cameras the main camera because these companies use yeah. marketing jargon, <laughs> you know? Totally, totally. Um, yeah. So, okay. So from here on out, we'll, we'll call the, the, the regular wide angle camera yeah. on the, 
the, the main camera. The main camera, and then the ultra-wide can be the wide, yeah. The wide. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm the same way because, yeah. like, especially with the iPhone 12, yeah. that main camera lens is just super powerful yeah. and gets all the love while all the other stuff kind of – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, on the on the new iPhones, they – they like made the aperture slightly bigger on the main sensors. So it's uh, F1.6 instead of 1.8. Yeah. So it lets in a little bit more light, but they also redesigned the lenses to make them a little bit better. And then they have a bunch of new software features, which like make both video and photo quite a bit better. Um, and for photo, they have like HDR, HDR3. I'm trying to remember the exact phrasing for it, um, but it's a new algorithm that, does better tone mapping, which yep. in my opinion needed to happen because when HDR first started becoming popular on smartphones, uh, it looked terrible because it, everything like was just, yeah, everything was just crazy washed out. Yeah. Uh, and like dynamic range and HDR are kind of different things. And like, just because you can capture that information doesn't mean that's what people like. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Google with the, kind of like the Jeff phone. Goldblum theory, like just yeah. because you can, doesn't mean you should. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so with the pixel phones, Mark actually modeled the pixel, the way the pixels resolve detail uh, after Caravaggio's paintings um, from the early Italian Renaissance. Yeah. Which is like using a lot of, contrast and harsh light to kind of paint paint depth uh, that's what he based this on whereas i've heard um that was an actual fact that he said i've heard some other theories based of what the iphone's based on of like another painter but that happens in silicon valley like people are everyone's friends and then they kind of share ideas and stuff so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um anyway that's a long-winded way of saying, uh, yeah, a little bit wider aperture on the main lens. The wide lens is just redesigned. Um, it can now do night mode too. Yeah. Uh, but that's a that's a software thing on the A14 Bionic because it has a lot more machine learning cores. And then on the, <laughs> I have all three, well, not all three. There's four of them. I have the other one upstairs. But there's the mini, which only has the main lens in the, in the wide. There's the yep. pro which has the main, the wide, and the telephoto. It's a 2X telephoto. And then there's the max, which has a main, wide, and a 2.5X telephoto, but the wide is 49% bigger sensor. Yeah, um, and it has the optical, uh, the, the stabilization on the sensor. Yeah, yeah, st sensor stabilization. I've, I've tested all of these pretty extensively, and I've got to say, like, the max was not... So I'm sorry if I'm just uh, if I'm no no no. So it. yeah, let's let's go baseline. <laughs> um, yeah, sure, sure. We'll, we'll go into let let me tell you what I think first. Yeah, yeah, um, that's good. yeah. So in I, I do a, a a video on my first impressions and my first sample photos. Uh, yeah. If you're watching this video right now on YouTube, you'll be able to. Uh, I'll put a link to that video if you want to check it out. But overall, I'm impressed with the iPhone 12 Pro Max. Um, as far as the telephoto goes, mm. I think this vast improvement in the image quality, uh, as long as you don't go all the way to the very end of the, yeah, uh, the zoom, the then it turns into a, then it turns into a Caravaggio painting. Yeah, right. Some mush. Um, yeah. it, it goes really psychedelic. Um, yeah. The, the image quality of the, the main lens uh, is just phenomenal. Yeah. The video is amazing. The video is ridiculously good. <laughs> which, it's, which is something the Pixel cannot even come close. Like, Google has not changed anything except for software, basically. And because yeah. of that, and because of that they, they can cheat physics where photos are involved because they do things like image stacking and that kind of stuff, but they haven't put any effort into making video better. Yeah. So video is smooth, but it's not good. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> bad. Yeah. Um, portrait mode is something that I never really enjoyed. Yeah. But now with the LiDAR sensor, I think it's much better. I've taken a bunch of shots that, uh, I've printed on my mm. uh, 
my, my Fuji Instax printer. Ah. And it is, they, they're really nice photos. Yeah. Um, they, they printed well and they look well, uh, look nice on the, uh, on the screen. Yeah. So as, with that LiDAR sensor, I was skeptical, but I'm impressed. The yeah. uh, portrait mode is, is, is good. Um, I'm still playing with night mode. That mm. one has me kind of, eh, it's okay, but eh. yeah. Yeah. So the bigger, the bigger, the interesting thing for me, cause I've been using all three of the phones, like the, yeah. the regular, the regular 12 has the same exact same setup as the mini. So I'll just omit that. But, yeah. uh, so yeah, let's go into your, your point of view. Um, right. You were able to try all of them. Yeah. So like, I think the image quality in general is really freaking good. And yeah. the way the tone mapping in particular and the way that Apple has gotten better. Uh, it's funny because iPhone like used to be the king of photography on, on phones. And then the pixel came in and just blew it out of the water and totally yeah. showed up everyone. And then every single year, a new pixel would come out and everyone would just be like, yep, pixel still the best pixel still the best until maybe <laughs> last year when when the iPhone 11 series came out and everyone was like, maybe it's like 2% worse than the Pixel, but it's got way better video quality and like everything else is almost as good. And then these came out and I'm like, I honestly think they might be better um, just with like tone mapping and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, the, the main sensor is really freaking good. Uh, the wide sensor, in my opinion, doesn't get enough light. I think it needs to be a wider aperture. I think it's f2.2. Agreed. When I when you're in like a anything but an extremely well lit outside situation, you can see noise when you're using the wide wide sensor, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but you can take video with it too, which is cool. And every single lens has OIS, <laughs> so yeah. that's awesome. Uh, the telephoto on the 2x. It, are on the um, on the pro not non max is pretty good, uh, but it's a little bit soft, and it's interesting because when you do a night mode portrait mode, it actually uses the it won't let you use the two x on any of yep. these phones. It'll only use the main lens because it gets more light. Yep. So even though you would usually do a portrait with a longer lens, <laughs> uh, it still uses the main mode. Um, and then on the Max, my view of the Max is, is very similar to yours. I think the, the main sensor, the, the fact that it gets more light, it really takes advantage of that in a different way than you would expect. Like most people would kind of expect it to be like, oh, lower the noise and you know bring in more light, produce more detail. What it's really doing is like taking advantage of that light to produce an extremely similar looking image to the iPhone 12 Pro, the regular Pro. Yep. But with the advantage that it can have a faster shutter speed, it can have lower ISO. At the end of the day, I think most of the photos look really similar, <laughs> which is a little yeah. bit of a letdown. But at the same time, I think that Apple, they're so focused on making sure that all three of their lenses are really similar quality, really similar color science. Like That was a big thing for them, especially when the 10, um, 10 came out or the 11 Pro maybe. Yep. They, they made a big deal about how all three of their lenses are similar colored because that's in Android phones. Like most Android phones, there's a big amount of color shift when you switch lenses and it's very obvious like what lens you took the photo on because of that. But um, yeah. So I would say yeah. that's, that's a plus because yeah. Uh, one it makes it yes, smoother. smoother. It's, it's a consistent look, but what you're to, to what you were saying earlier if it makes the, the that that consistency faster and right. better, in that right. th there's less noise, more detail, um, and more detail without going overboard on the detail, uh, because right. that's also a, a, a thing. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huawei used to, in particular, like really over sharpen yeah. all of their photos. So yeah. <laughs> A, a picture sh so sharp you can bleed. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. So I think they've gone above and beyond uh, as far as that goes. Uh, they some of the things that I've tested, um, 
one, uh, and, and I'll, you know what, let me, let me show you. Cause now that we're on yeah, sure. this, I can, uh, share my screen. So let me do that. I'm going to hang on for a second. <laughs> I should have had this ready. That's okay. Um, it's a long form content. You can go with it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, hold on for a second. I will have this ready in two seconds. Um, I had it set up. I, uh, God, I don't want to do any editing. <laughs> <laughs> um, here we go. I am going to share this. And this is probably one of my favorites here. This panoramic. Oh, wow. Nice. I love that crop. This is using the telephoto lens. Hmm. And this is using um, the, here, let me move this out of the way here. Uh, this is using uh, a tripod and a nice ball head where I could just gently move the, the, the iPhone so that I'm getting a nice straight line. And oh, so you didn't use the panoramic mode. I did use the panoramic, gotcha. but with the telephoto lens on a panoramic, sometimes you're going higher or lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, the, the ball head tripod allowed me to keep it steady so that I could get a nice, nice fluid motion and, yeah. and making sure I don't cut out the upper or lower details. Of, of yeah, this. that's and, awesome. It looks great. And yeah, I love it. And I'm, I'm getting this printed right now. Oh, wow. Awesome. <laughs> so when that comes back from the print shop, I, I can't wait to, to try it. This yeah. had minor edits in ViscoCam because I applied the Kodachrome. Uh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think it came out. I think it came out awesome. The telephoto is something that I'm really impressed with. Yeah. Um, this is another image this oh, was yeah. edited in snapseed and i took the shot with using slow shutter cam and i love this because the the stuff that's supposed to be motionless is nice crisp and detailed mm -hmm. and, and the blur is uh you know anything in motion is blurred it's honestly wild like this image and could have been taken by a mirrorless camera DSLR and it's, it's pretty hard to tell the difference, you know? Yeah. Like we're, we're getting that close. It, it is crazy. Um, and, and any then, long exposures, like nobody expects it to be a phone either. So, <laughs> right. So this is another shot that I thought was interesting. Um, mm. the, it, I took this last night. Mm. Um, the, the, there's, the, this is the power river in uh, Amesbury, Massachusetts. And I didn't know this, but they, they're lighting up the river now, uh, oh, wow. which, I mean, it doesn't have that natural hue, red hue all the time. Yeah, 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 I was wondering what it was. Like, is that a Halloween thing? Or? Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is, I mean, this is difficult to photograph in and of itself. Red is a very difficult right. color to capture. And to have the, the, the blue hour just... Mm -hmm right it right above it and then the the dynamic range of the street lights yeah man i yeah. thought was able to capture that no problem i uh the I main was, lens only <laughs> yeah right i was out at um uh coney island and yep. i was shooting about i was doing a bunch of photo tests there and stuff and shooting um shooting photo and video and all this stuff and i was you can shoot directly into the sun and it's just like, but I mean, you've got, uh, well, it's really overexposed and hard to see. Um, <laughs> down. Uh, like, oh my God, the, get the moon. Yeah. That's, that's the moon and the sunset and the video quality. Like, wait, was that the telephoto or was that the regular? It was the telephoto. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can, I mean, it's, it's a little bit soft, but like, and then, I know this is kind of long form, but I would rather have it like, soft than like, you can't, pixelated. The color is totally wrong because of the white balance, but just like the, how smooth it is, is like totally ridiculous. And it captured the color of the sunset, like 
so well. It, it felt very true to life, which is something that I actually have trouble with um, on my mirrorless camera is that like, it, it has trouble capturing like greens and sunsets for some reason. Yep. Um, so I actually have some, I, I took a bunch of images on Ektar on my Mamiya 7 too. And I will, nice. <laughs> I'm going to scan that and see if I can get the green <laughs> from that. But the, the iPhone in particular was like able to capture it. It just like looks, you can like tell by 1% that it's not a phone. Like it's, it's crazy how good these things are getting. So what I've discovered with this is that I can use this as a vlogging camera now. Yeah. Um, the, the video that I, uh, just posted most of it is taken on the front facing camera mm. um that surprised me that i was able to use it without being hideously hideously just you know disgusting with the, yeah, right. the, the the what is it the the smoothing effects that they oh, have oh yeah 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 smooth smoothing on most phones have that now and it's awful <laughs> they yeah didn't have that i looked yeah. normal and that yeah i think you have hdr on the front facing camera too mm -hmm. yeah and wow it but was... it's it's good quality yeah and you can shoot 4k 60 on it and it's, yep it's i don't awesome. need to be in 4k that's for sure it's, it's but... <laughs> funny because like companies like dji will release uh there's like the pocket the dji pocket and people like rant and rave about how great it is and i there's some benefits to it like it's basically on its own little tripod and it can do its own movements and stuff. Yeah. So it's basically just a smartphone sensor in a little stick. Yep. And if you have something like this in your phone already, why not just use that most of the time? You know, like I feel like people, there's a stigma against using your phone for serious content um, because of how bad they used to be. Yep. But my roommate, for example, his, uh, he runs a YouTube channel called Mr. Mobile and um, he has a, a million subscribers and he literally uses his iPhone 11 to do pickup shots for like shots he forgot or like really quick A-roll shots and people don't notice. Like it's, it's like, they don't notice and he uses an A7S III otherwise. So it's like, it's crazy, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's getting really good. I, I mean, for, for me, um this is this is going to be my go-to camera that and my fujis but with yeah. tiny shutter all i need is this right um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the fujis are a little bit more fun to use. The fujis <laughs> are fun. Um, yeah. but the cool thing is i can still do uh film simulation using right. uh what uh what's called um halides Halide. yeah they uh they have the film sims so that's oh. that's another video down the road I didn't even know Halide had film simulations in it. They do on their um, editing software. Uh, Got you. It, it's not official stuff, but yeah, you know, it's close enough. And yeah. like Fujifilm, we're waiting for, um, you know, some of the films. What, what is it? Uh, right. Um, <laughs> some of it to come to the camera. Yeah, the X Pro Three One. Yeah, yeah. Pro Neg. Uh, yeah. Pro Negative. Yeah. It's still or, working. Classic, Come on, classic, Hal, I classic can negative. Classic, classic negative. negative, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah. But, all right, so the other thing that I got to uh, rave about is the stability. Uh, the, mm -hmm. Holy crap. I was yeah. doing <laughs> yeah. uh, a, the, the opening monologue to the last video I made. I was just holding the phone precariously, and I noticed that I was doing this. Right. And, and so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do another take. And because, uh, you know, I'm expecting the, the camera to be so shaky that it looks like I'm doing the, the opening drum solo to Hot for Teacher. <laughs> you know, rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I bring it home and everything is rock steady. It's like, yeah. holy crap, this is it's, amazing. It's crazy. The stabilization is ridiculous. Like, and that's another reason that my roommate uses it for so much stuff is because like, I convinced him to buy an X-T3 for, um, for like, you know, for events and stuff and yeah. he uses it for that, but there's no stabilization. In it. And like, even in things like the X-T4, like smartphones just have better stabilization at this point. And like the iPhone, but the iPhones in particular is ridiculous, but it's like when you have a sensor that small, 
it's so much easier to build a stabilization system for it. You know, it's yep. like, even in, even in mirrorless cameras, the smaller the sensor, the easier it is to stabilize. The GH5 from Panasonic has the, the best stabilization in like any mirrorless camera. And that's because it's a micro four thirds, you know, yep. like, so, so, and then Sony's is, is like famously not very good. And that's because it's full frame. So yeah, there's trade-offs. I hear you. The, 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 there's more pixels to balance and yeah, exactly. Um, and none of them are ever made to be a gimbal. Basically, it's just right. A, exactly. Yeah. Whereas phones are basically. Yeah. Although yeah. I am now that I know that it's a it's such a steady video. Uh, I think I am going to get the DJI gimbal just so I can have something comfortable to hold. Oh, so you're you're thinking of the um, the Osmo. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was talking about the little like pocket camera that they have. No, no, I I, I get that. I oh, okay, actually gotcha, had gotcha. that. I had that. I, oh. I I wanted to use it just for that. Yeah. But this is so much easier now. Right, it's so much easier, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be selling my pocket um just because I don't need it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, I I I'm definitely going to get a something that uh, uh, just any gimbal not that i need to use the stabilization but something to help me with vlogging it helps holding it for sure yeah 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 because the tripod is just too much yeah the the recent djis are cool and they just they just released the osmo 4 which is a magnetic system so yeah yeah i think that would that even work work with the mag uh good question i think they give you a special case for it or something i don't know or yeah, try I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I try it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on. So that's pretty much the, the song and dance with uh, iPhone. How do you see the, the newest pixels comparing to the iPhones? I, I think it's kind of like um, I mentioned earlier where Google has traditionally been trying to solve the problem of how to get around physics in a, photography sense yeah um and mark also left which is kind of a big deal because it, it was him and, and a guy named isaac reynolds that were running basically running a whole show for like how the pixel camera was improving and year over year they would release um some pretty groundbreaking new photography feature in the pixel so you know they've done things like um uh like astrophotography mode and the pixel four was like insane you know and that that was yeah like, it was basically hdr on steroids but like you can you can see galaxies with the phone and that's w- like with the tap of a button and a tripod or a rock that you lean your phone against so so they've kind of always been focusing on that they haven't really been focusing on video like whatsoever in the pixel 5 they added a couple of video features they did make the stabilization better and they have a a specialized like ultra steady pan mode that when you go like this, like it looks like it's on a slider, Yeah. but the video quality just isn't really there. Um, and that's, I, I don't think they ever prioritized it. And I don't know whether or not that's from some product manager being high and mighty about how nobody's ever going to take serious quality video on their phone or, you know, cause that happens a lot in Silicon Valley. Um, but I think, unfortunately, Google is like starting to fall behind a little bit when it comes to the camera. And they were, they were so far ahead for so many years, but it pushed the competition to get better. And there's other companies, you know, like, like I said earlier, they haven't really changed their sensor since the Pixel 1. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile how do you strong. think that is? Uh, so I've asked them about that over and over and over again. Um, and I've gotten multiple BS uh, uh, replies <laughs> yeah i mean I've, I've heard things from like we wanted to optimize the rest of the phone and we we wanted to milk as much as we could out of like the equipment we had available and then a b c d and e and like on the pixel 5 um this series of pixels is the first like series where they're moving away from like the ultra premium like feel like feeling and they're trying to move towards like a more budget minded budget oriented system yep so there's there's the pixel 4a which is a 350 dollar pixel pixel 
4A, but it, it's awesome. Honestly, like the Pixel 4A is one of my favorite phones this year. Um, is this it? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, oh, that might be the 4A 5G. I think that's the 4A 5G, which is like the 4A, but it's a little bit bigger and it has uh, the 765G chip instead of um, the 730G chip. So it's a little bit faster and it has 5G capabilities, but they all have the same 12 megapixel sensor. And then the Pixel 5 is a $699 phone, which is why I think there's gonna be a lot of interesting comparisons that haven't been made quite yet, but I might make a video about it, um, of the Pixel 5 versus the iPhone 12 mini, because they start at the same price. Yeah. And that is really interesting because Google's ecosystem when it comes to like Google Assistant and the integration with their Google apps is really amazing. It's very different from, um, from the stuff that Apple offers, but it's really, really good and very intelligent. You know, it can, it can take phone calls for you and it can do all these different things. Yeah. But, they, but the excuse they gave me for the camera this year was that in trying to make these phones a little cheaper, they wanted to milk that sensor more, but it's like they've milked it for almost five years now. And it was amazing when it first came out, but now there's 108 megapixel sensors on smartphones, you know? So like it, and they're huge. It's yeah. mostly, it's mostly that they're huge. I, I don't c care about megapixels whatsoever. And I think Apple understands that. That's why they're still on 12. Um, thank God, honestly, because <laughs> like, until they make it substantially bigger, I think they probably could have made the Max's sensor like 16 megapixels and it would have been okay because yeah. it's so much bigger. But um, either way, I, it, it's hard. It's hard, right? Because like I vastly prefer Pixel's ecosystem um, just because I don't want to be locked into the Apple ecosystem. But, and also because I love Google Assistant and Google is a much smarter software company than Apple is. But from a hardware perspective, like, Hardware has caught up to what Google has done in software. And it's very hard not to recommend this iPhone 12 mini, honestly. It's like you get one of the fastest chips on the, like in, in a smartphone right now. Yeah. You get one of the best camera systems in a smartphone right now. You get a wide angle, wide angle camera. You get the like portrait mode and, and everything. And this is 699. So it's like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's rough. Whereas the pixel again, is not even using the, it's not even using a flagship processor. So, so I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, like totally off the cuff, but, uh, sure. <laughs> my wife has the iPhone eight. Yeah. Is that a good transition for her? Is it like the same screen size? Uh, it is, I think 5.8 inches or something. Um, iPhone eight. I think I, the iPhone eight has that's the, the, the mini has a larger screen size, but it's a smaller cam, a uh, smaller body because yeah. it's, it's all screen. You don't need the button stuff. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would, I think I'm shopping around good. for her is what I'm trying to okay, say. <laughs> okay. I think it would be good. I think it would be a good, a good upgrade. Yeah. There I you mean, go. Everything about this phone is like the iPhone eight, they had already moved past losing the headphone jack. And that's for people that are still on older, iPhones, that's usually my main thing is like, you know, my new phones don't have headphone jack, right? Um, but it's become, it, they dropped it in the six, after the success, they dropped it in the seven. So yeah, <laughs> at this point, I feel like most people are prepared for that. And wireless earbuds have gotten really good. Um, and, you know, Apple does things that pisses me off and makes is anti-competitive and whatever. But um, at the same time, if they didn't, in certain aspects, if they didn't force the world forward, nothing would ever change. And we've seen that in like truly wireless earbuds, for example, like obviously they got rid of the headphone jack because they just wanted to sell AirPods. Yeah. I think if, I think if they had like, if they had sold AirPods, but kept the headphone jack, I think that truly wireless headphones still would have gotten popular. Um, but Apple knows how to make things popular, right? Like I yeah. think, like I am a firm believer in truly wireless earbuds now. And I, I love, 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 love wired headphones. And I'm like using them for this podcast because for certain things I want analog input. Yes. But 
the other example I mean, look is like, at- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I like just being able to just like plug something in and just like not have to fiddle with settings, but I really like the benefits that come with things like pixel buds or like AirPods or whatever. Yep. Um, and then you can see that other change in like just a couple of days ago, the transition to the, the M1 chip in, in the new Macs and the fact that the x86 architecture has been around for 50 years and they've been, mil- again, it's the same situation as Google milking the tw- that camera sensor. The world has been milking the x86 architecture and it's old as hell and outdated and we have new technology, but we refuse to move on because everything is built for x86 and nobody wants to make the plunge. But yeah, as much as Apple can be kind of a dick for forcing people to do this, um, they're the only company with enough sway to actually make things happen because they, Windows, for example, has to have cross compatibility and backwards compatibility with everything because it's an enterprise OS and like governments use it and governments are still running on Windows 97 and like, yeah. you know, like they, they need to have backwards compatibility with that software when they release Windows 10. Whereas Apple can just say, we're changing everything. And if you want to be on the ecosystem, you have to update. And so they're the only ones that really have the sway to just be like, we're moving to this new architecture. And if you don't move to this new architecture, you're going to be left behind. And that's worse on them than it is on Apple. Now that you bring it up, what do you think of the new architecture? Like at first, I wasn't really all that interested. But now I kind of want to. It's, I kind of want an air. (laughs) It's, it's actually pretty, pretty nuts. Um, Like it's kind of been, everyone's known for a while that like the A14s, the the Apple chips, the Apple Silicon ARM chips have are really, really fast. Right. And so there's been this weird like shift because there's this, this meme of like, what's a computer? Because the iPad uh, has been like faster than people's MacBooks for a couple of generations now, especially with the coming out. And then they're just like ridiculously fast. People do these like tests and they can edit video faster and they can do this. Now, it's not a one-to-one comparison because you're using hardware um, encoding versus software encoding and it's different. But um, the benchmarks and like, not even just benchmarks, but like the real world performance that I've seen so far in the last couple of days has been insane. Uh, Just because like, it's a, it's a newer instruction set that makes sense. The architecture is way faster. Um, it gets rid of a lot of crap code that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. And it's, and it's because it's on an SOC, everything gets to the CPU's cores way faster, right? It's not like there's pipelines and stuff. It's, it's all integrated on the chip, so it's just there. And it's crazy that even software that's being emulated through Rosetta or... Um, translated through Rosetta in many cases is still faster than it running natively on like a 16 inch MacBook pro with 32 gigs of Ram and an I seven, you know, it's just, it's crazy. So crazy. I, I don't think like the only reason why this is so insane is, is like I was saying earlier, how like no one was willing to like, talk about like what's the next step after x86 and we've been on this for for 50 years um but again uh going back to smartphones smartphones are the fastest like recycled uh products like on the planet like like every single smartphone company releases at least one new smartphone every year and most most phone companies that are not apple release like like two or three new phones or new generations of phones a year, you know, one plus yeah. has like two to three generations per year. And like, it's, it's crazy, like how fast they release these things. And I think that's why there's an entire industry behind it. Um, but when you have that much competition, like there's not really any other market on the planet that generates as much competition as, as mobile computing, uh, just because it is like the killer thing that has changed the way that, that we exist as humans. Uh, fundamentally (laughs) yeah i mean yeah (laughs) in every way yeah so so because of that like there's so much competition and pressure to make this stuff better and like in computing especially because intel is like pretty much until this year was a monopoly basically like 
AMD is starting to come back now, which is awesome. But when you have a monopoly, and I worked at Intel for full disclosure, and uh, when I started working there in 2015, an engineer told me that they had their products for 2023 ready in 2015. Which wow. shows that they, they didn't expect competition for at least eight years. And that means they're every generation, every year, they're only going to improve the architecture by 5%, right? That's the standard, like three to 5% IPC improvement. Whereas like with smartphones, like there's at least you have Apple making their own silicon. You have Samsung making their own silicon. You have Huawei making their own silicon. Um, and then there's Qualcomm who makes most of the Android smartphones, but that's an arm that's also based on arm. Yeah. And so you have newer technology with a lot of competition. You just start doing this and it's all based on power management because smartphones need to have good battery life and fit in your pocket. But it's also trying to get as much processing power as possible because now we do tons of different tasks on our phones. We freaking edit video on our phones now, like all of this stuff. So it's just, it's, it's, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like there were obviously a lot of roadblocks uh, for Rosetta and translating apps because you know Mac and or like x86 Intel apps and all that stuff. But what I mean to say is that it's it's crazy, <laughs> like how crazy. fast it is. It, you basically got fifty years of innovation that never happened, and then they're just throwing it at the wall like now. And I heard another so, podcast. I think it was uh, on the Relay Network. Hmm. Uh, think about this: these com- these computers that apple put out right now are beating all the benchmarks on, on, on a lot of their other pro, a lot of other products out there these are going to be the slowest macbooks they right. make off of these new processes yeah. because yeah. they they need to use existing hardware to yeah. to make these work and when they do the next generation of the this new system yeah. They're just going to just blow the snot just out of it. Just go insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Generation two of products is generally when you want to jump in because yeah. uh, they work out the kinks and all this stuff. And, and yeah, like they really are, they're beta testing if this is a viable thing with this generation. Uh, but they clearly have enough confidence in it already that they're willing to, you know, start selling in three different products. They're willing to, basically say we're dumping Intel in within two years. Like they are and Intel is one of the most powerful, biggest tech companies on the planet and they're just dumping them. And that's, that means they have a lot of confidence in these products. And it makes so much sense too, because the cross compatibility then between literally every single device Apple makes is stupid. It's stupid. They're the only company on the planet that like has that level of top to bottom hardware, software integration, and they make almost all their own parts too, right? Like they pretty much almost everything. So it's, um, it's crazy. And, and again, like, I don't like advocating for walled gardens and whatever. And I know Apple will take advantage of people getting deeper into their ecosystems. Um, but like, it's hard because like other people need to catch up. And like you said, this is going to be the slowest version of this chip. And that means next year, is there going to be a computer, a laptop you can buy that is faster than the MacBook Air next year? Like that's ridiculous. Think about this. <laughs> like, that's think about ridiculous. the desk, Think about the desktops that are going to come out that don't need to worry about battery management. Yeah. Like yeah, if they can if they can make like a twenty watt version of this that has like sixteen cores and uh, sixteen power cores and and sixteen uh, efficiency cores. And again, they don't really even need efficiency cores, but I mean, you you should have some. But but yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> like exactly. Like it's and it's it's a little bit scary because I don't know if there's anyone else that's really positioned to make this kind of thing happen. Qualcomm tried to make it happen with with Microsoft and Windows. There's Windows on ARM is the thing that they've been pushing for about two years now. Yeah, and there's like the Surface Pro X and stuff, and that's doing the same thing, and where it's emulating x86 Windows on an ARM processor. But the the problem is like Windows is just horribly written. Yeah, <laughs> and there's so much backwards compatibility that they have to have for Windows to exist. 
that really like in the Surface Pro X, almost all the battery life improvements were thrown out the window. Um, the only big improvements it has really is that it has LTE built in because you can have a, you can just put a smartphone modem in a computer that runs a smartphone chip and it works fine, you know? Yeah. That's the only benefit. Whereas like Apple on the other hand makes everything. They make the processors and they make the software. And yep. if they can make the software optimized around that and just throw out everything that's unnecessary, it's like, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit scared that there's going to be like no competition. Once the M2 comes out, I feel like there's going to be no viable competition, which is nuts. Uh, the, the other systems will have their fans still. I mean, uh, yes. I know people I mean, that are just so gung ho against Apple just because yeah. they're, they're Apple. And I'm not a fan of anyone. Like, you know, it's like, I, I just like stuff that's good. <laughs> I, you know, I was this for, for the longest time I was this close to jumping to uh, the pixel. Um, mm. The only thing that kept me from jumping to the pixel. And I've said this many times on, on the show is that I love the slow shutter apps that the iPhone mm. has. Yeah. They don't, nobody else has that kind of yeah. like camera control that you yeah. find on iPhone. And, and, and so, it's, uh, it sucks writing for Android versus uh, iOS for like yeah. very, very similar reasons. Like iOS has Swift, which is a new modern coding language. And on Android, you have to use Java and C++ and all this like old stuff that isn't efficient. And it's, yeah. just, it's just a mess to have cross-app compatibility. So and like even, even Moment, yeah. even well, Moment like shuttered their, they got rid of their Android app. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame because I told my friends, I'm like, look, this the, the great app moment. Yeah. It's awesome on the iPhone. The manual yeah. Oh, oh never mind. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. And yeah, no, it's um it's a bummer. I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm on Android phones ninety-five percent of my life. Um <laughs> but it's all good. Using these but using these iPhones has been like like I I understand why people really like them. Um and like again with with how tight an integration apple can have on their on their own products like it's hard it's very hard to compete and it's going to be harder to compete as the years go on yeah 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 so as it stands right now uh my iphone 12 max pro this is it for me for at least three years yeah. um, i'm paying enough for this thing yeah <laughs> but, right. uh, it should last me a while um I, I wanted night mode. I wanted like that extra power. I, I mean, right now, I, I, and I, as I say this at the end of 2020, I'm like, <laughs> what could they possibly make next year that's going <laughs> to make me want to switch? And, you know, th those are famous last words. But that's kind of my mindset right now. I think I'll be okay, even yeah. if they make some kind of grand photographic leap. I think I'll be okay with what I have right now. I think there's, there's really bliss and ignorance, honestly, like people that, you know, I know I still know people that shoot better photos that I have ever produced on Canon T3 eyes from 15 years ago. And yeah, they have, I, it, it always seems like the people that are less focused on what's coming out are the people that are better at what they do, you know? So at the end of the day, like people should just try to get better <laughs> and focus less on, on yeah. the hardware, even though it's, it's fun and exciting, right? Like as geeks, we like this, this stuff, but uh, we're obviously, but it comes down to yeah. know your gear and uh, work with what, what you have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. It just so happens that this gear makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like the camera improvements year over year are very minor. So while people can hype it up a lot, if you looked at the iPhone 11 versus this one, you're not going to see a lot of differences. Most of them are going to be, you know, like you said, like night mode, your night mode in the wide camera and portrait mode on all the lenses. And that's, that's from like, because of some new hardware cores they have, but like, at the end of the day, that's probably not going to be a huge deal breaker. Actual image yeah. quality, actual regular image quality on these cameras is a is very slightly better. 
So, you know, an aperture increase of 0.2 is like cool, but <laughs> you know, I hear you. Yeah. But man, Dave, thank you for being on the show. Um, I, I mean, we could keep going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I always have a great time talking tech with you. Um, we'll bring you back on next time when something yeah. uh, new comes up. Um, but in the meantime, tell the world one more time where they can find you on the web. Yeah. Um, I always kind of direct people to my Instagram account, uh, which is where I do all my personal photography work. And funny enough, we're talking about phones, but I do almost exclusively film on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's at David ML. And then my website is davidml.com. If you want to read uh, my written content or my watch my videos, because I make full review videos, um, that's androidauthority.com and youtube.com slash androidauthority. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Thank you again. And uh, yeah, man, everybody check out his work. His uh, videos are awesome. His uh, reviews are awesome. Get to see the other side of the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay. That it, it, and uh, yeah, as I hold up my three iPhones here, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's all we're, good. We're man. agnostic in this house. <laughs> I got my iPad Pro somewhere. Oh, here we go. I uh, this uh, you know a little bit of a side jack here. Yeah, uh, this is the one thing that I'm disappointed in is my iPad Pro. Uh, oh, really? The wide ang- the ultra wide angle lens on this thing is atrocious. Oh, really? It is a bucket of garbage, and I, I, I can't believe Apple put it on it. It's so pixelated, wow. so crappy. Um, Seems like they still need to work on their wide angle lenses a little bit because the the wide the wide in the iPhone is definitely the worst in my opinion too. Yeah, in terms of quality. I like it. It's okay on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that, it's yeah. just a shame. And yeah, bummer. Yeah, what are you gonna do? But yeah. um, anyway, that's another story, another video. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, Dave, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next time, man. Sounds great. Have me on anytime. Perfect. <laughs>